This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We've heard over and over again how much God loves us and provides a path for us to spend eternity with Him in His heaven. In today's program, we're going to talk about how we can respond to the Lord in the area of our faith. Please join us for our message, How to Say, I Love You. How do you say, I love you, to Jesus? Stay with us and find out today. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. God of all creation, the Father of our Lord Jesus, we come before you this day with praise and thanksgiving for all that you have done for us. You are the giver of life, the redeemer who rescues, the sustainer who works within us and around us. As we pause to worship you this day, may the words of my mouth and the hymns that we sing be pleasing to you, our rock and salvation. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from the Apostle Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that's been granted to the churches of Macedonia. For during a severe ordeal of affliction, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For as I can testify, they voluntarily gave according to their means and even beyond their means, begging us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in this ministry to the saints. And this, not merely as we expected, they gave themselves first to the Lord and by the will of God to us so that we might urge Titus that as he had already made a beginning, so he should also complete this generous undertaking among you. Now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I don't say this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Dear friends, a number of years ago, there was a popular book entitled The Five Love Languages that was uh, out on the market. Uh, The five love languages being touch, affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, Millions of these books have been sold to couples who are trying to learn how to say I love you to their mate. Today, I thought we'd take a look at God's love language, his language of love. As you study scripture, you learn again and again that when the Bible talks of love, it's usually more than an emotion or a feeling or even a few words. It's an action. It's an act of the will to do something for the sake of another, for their benefit. Of course, we see that kind of love shown to us 
through Jesus Christ, don't we? We were lost in our sin, but God proved his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us on that cross as a sacrifice for our sins to pay for them. He went to that cross to pay for our sinfulness and rescue us from sin and death so that, so that we could be restored into a relationship with the God who loves us. I love the way Paul puts it in today's passage we, we read earlier. He who was rich became poor so that by his poverty we might become rich. He was living in the glories of heaven, the majesty, had all the benefits of heaven, but he became poor, became one of us, went all the way to the cross, emptied himself out so that we might become rich in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Of course, we know that Jesus talked about love quite a bit. One time he was asked, what's God's favorite commandment? He says, that's simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And we also hear Jesus giving his disciples what he called his new commandment in the upper room the night before he was crucified for our sins. A new commandment I give to you, he said, love one another as I have loved you. There's the clincher, as I have loved you. He had just washed their feet, which was the work of a slave back then. And he was about to sacrifice his life to rescue them. Greater love is no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friend. So the language of love in God, uh, attached to God, is always something you do. It's an act of giving of self for the sake of another. In our congregation, the language of love gets used every November as we discuss this whole matter of giving, or as some of us are raised to call it, the stewardship. You see, giving is our expression of love to Christ. It's a matter of the heart. We know that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Over the years in my setting, I, I've used a statement that, that sums up what Scripture teaches about the language of love and giving. It goes like this. We give out of love to Christ in the area of our faith. There's three parts to that. We give to Christ. When what we put in an offering plate uh, is a gift to Christ. It's not to pay the bills to keep the lights on. It's, it's a, a gift to the person of Jesus himself. And we give it because we love him. We give it out of love as a response for what he's done for us. It's our way of saying, I love you. Thank you for loving me. And finally, we give with faith. Faith in God's promises. As our relationship grows, our faith grows, and typically our giving then grows. That teaching is not uh, something that's simply made up. It's based upon scriptural passages, such as the one we have today. The Apostle Paul is describing some folks in in Greece uh, called the Macedonians whose extreme poverty and affliction actually wound up overflowing with joyful generosity towards a mission that Paul was trying to get funded to take care of starving people in Jerusalem because of the famine. 
In this letter, he's writing to some other Greeks, the Corinthians. He says, you wouldn't believe these people. They've been through so much, and yet there was this joyful generosity from them. They voluntarily gave over and above what they could probably afford. In other words, they took an offering, and then they took another offering. And they begged, he said, to participate in the mission for the destitute in Jerusalem. They wanted to be a part of this, to share what they had. Now, those Corinthians at that point might have scratched their heads and asked themselves, so what's behind this crazy generosity that Paul's talking about? Well, first of all, we know he he begins by saying, you'd be amazed at what the grace of God is doing. But he also then says in verse 5, they first gave themselves to the Lord, then to us. What was behind the generosity? These were people that loved Jesus Christ. They tasted of his grace. And they wanted to show love to him. There's a principle here when it comes to giving. The relationship always comes first. They gave themselves first to the Lord. Then to us, the mission, Paul said. It was in response to the love that God had poured out on them in Christ. Their hearts were captured by Jesus and what he'd done for them. If they'd known the song they'd have been singing at the offering time, Oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. You see, when Christ captures your heart, giving becomes a joy, a privilege. We love and want to show it. It's the language of love. To our God. And just think about it. If you've gone out and you, when you, your anniversary, say you're married and you want to get a special gift for that loved one, think of the joy that comes in finding just the right gift and then watching their face as they open that gift. It's almost more fun for you than them as they receive it. That's what Paul is talking about here as he describes giving with love. And until that kind of relationship with Christ happens, then talking and thinking about giving of our resources is a pretty tender subject. It gets fairly uncomfortable for folks. That's why Paul says near the end, he says, I'm not trying to throw my weight around here with you, trying to twist your arm to command you to give. I'm trying to teach you that giving is about expressing your love for Christ. And here's your opportunity to do just that. So I'm testing you, the genuineness of your love. If you love him, you'll you want to give to him. When I came to my congregation back in 1986, I was told that they had really not had an organized uh, stewardship program their first 10 years of existence. They didn't talk a lot about giving and money or pledging. They had no emphasis or stewardship month or anything like that. So when I suggested my first year to have a stewardship emphasis for the first three Sundays in November, and from that we'd build our budget, I was told by someone that there were some people that were pretty nervous about my doing this and wondering what I was going to clobber them with. I surprised them, I guess. I used this passage that Paul wrote that first Sunday of stewardship, and the theme we had for those three Sundays was It's a matter of the heart. Giving is a matter of the heart. 
And I taught them that statement. We give out of love to Christ in the area of our faith. I said, you see, giving is love language. It begins with the relationship with Christ. Now, if you don't have a relationship with him, don't you pledge a penny to this ministry and don't give a minute to serving. You're not yet part of the missionary force. You're still part of the missionary field. You just keep coming. Jesus doesn't want your money. He wants you first. And the rest is going to flow naturally from you because when we love, we want to give. Well, God blessed our study of Scripture that first year, and we had this generous response on the part of the congregation because it turns out there are a lot of people who loved Jesus. And after studying what the Apostle Paul, empowered by the Holy Spirit, taught about giving, it only made sense to them to bring their pledges as a way of saying, I love you, Jesus. And that's how we have talked about giving at our church ever since. We give out of love to Christ in the area of our faith. Every Sunday at offering time, I tell them, if you brought a gift for Jesus today, the plate is going to be passed around for you. As we talk about in the area of our faith, again, I remind you, it means that as we are growing in that relationship, we learn to trust God's promises to provide for us, that we're actually safe as we trust him and give ourselves away. Over the years, we've never run into financial difficulties. God blesses those who follow his word. That's what we've learned. And we have so grown in our faith and also in our ministry's impact on people. Because you see, your giving to Christ actually brings his love into other people's lives so that they can find out how much they're loved by Jesus. Your giving allows your local church and organizations like Christian Crusaders to keep telling Christ's love story again and again through words and through loving actions in the name of Christ. At my own congregation, we support over 25 Christ-centered local, national, and international ministries that we've carefully vetted, and they are impacting people's lives with the gospel. And we're hearing great stories of changed lives from these organizations on a regular basis. Your love gift to Christ makes a difference in the lives of others, which is exactly what Jesus wants to see happen. And as far as Christian Crusaders is concerned, we constantly receive mail all the time from people telling us how this gospel ministry has been such a blessing in people's lives. It's great fun to get some of that mail, to know that there are listeners out there whose lives are being touched by the gospel of Jesus. I tell you, this is what happens when followers of Jesus Christ give out of love to Christ in the area of their faith. And I'm glad to tell you that there's been a whole lot of love expressed for Jesus over the years towards Christian crusaders as people have given to this ministry. In fact, it's been nothing less than inspiring and overwhelming as monthly gifts and memorials and 
even estate gifts are given from people who are in love with Jesus. And those gifts have changed other people's lives as the message is proclaimed all around the globe of how our God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that, my friend, is the whole point of what we are called to do as followers of Jesus Christ. Get that message out about Christ and what he's done. That message rescues and saves as it gets into other people's lives. So I hope this message has been illuminating for you today as it has been for me and my congregation. It's been a real blessing to us learning that we give out of love to Christ. To be honest, I didn't know much about giving until someone early on in my ministry named Homer Larson shared this truth with me, this statement that he'd picked up from someone else, that we give out of love to Christ in the area of our faith. And as we followed this statement based on Scripture, giving has been a joyful personal experience ever since. And my faith in God's promises to provide for my need has grown and grown over the years because I've learned that God really is faithful and he takes care of us. So I invite you, if you have not already understood this great truth, to put it to work in your own life. May it be your guide as you live out your faith in Jesus Christ. We give out of love to Christ in the area of our faith. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for loving us first. I love you, and I know many that are listening in today love you as well. We love your kingdom, we love your gospel, we love your salvation plan, and we love your church. May our lives reflect your generosity in our giving in, and in all that we say and do, so that those who haven't experienced your love yet might be drawn to you in sweet surrender. Amen. Now as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way. May he go behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the Internet and Radio Ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you as you consider giving out of love for Christ in the area of your faith. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported by the prayers and financial gifts of our listening audience and others who desire to join in our mission to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are especially grateful for our Gift Every Month Gem Club members. These regular gifts sustain our ministry during quiet times. For your convenience, we are able to take credit card donations by phone or mail. Your support allows us to deliver biblical truths to those who cannot attend church. Gifts of any amount to help defray production and mailing costs are always appreciated. 
If Christian Crusaders has served you spiritually, we invite you to write to us at Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. Today's service is also available to be read or heard on the Internet. We also offer prayer support and other biblical helps for your faith walk. Visit us anytime on the web at christiancrusaders.org. We're pleased you chose to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Rev. Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota and radio speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.